That should be good. All right. Are you ready, sir? Ow, hi, ow, hi. Yes. The human torch was denied a bank load. I always right. go with how now, brown cow. So. How now, brown cow. How Ooh. now? Here we go in three, two, Welcome, Internet, to the Static Zone Podcast, where we discuss everything you watch back when TVs had a static, snowy cover channel, before you popped in your VHS or switched over to Channel 3. I screwed up the intro wetter, but we, uh, oh yeah, you switched it around. Hey, 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 with me today, he says <laughs> that he lives and dies by the crystals. It's Corey, a.k.a. Tornado Jones. Hello, hello, hello. And I'm Scotty Moe, the only survivor of the Hesperus Massacre, which I swear they say that word, like, different every time, but that's okay. Um, yeah, you guessed it, didn't you, everybody listening and watching, that we <laughs> watched Galaxy of Terror? Um, so this movie... I made you watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, you had heard of it. I've seen the cover. The, the more I was looking at the cover that has nothing to do with this movie, I realize I've seen that cover like thousands of times, I think. Right. Yeah. But um, I'm glad you specified which cover you were talking about, because that's very important in its history. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but uh, yeah, we'll get into it, though. Um, Corey's going to take this one by its sci fi horns and uh, we're going to go through this thing that is arguably a pretty important movie that i feel like no one's heard of um to the point that our our mutual buddy chris powell big horror fan definitely bigger than probably both of us had not heard of this somehow um really i I didn't know powell didn't know yeah i wish that i had picked his buddy cody's brain when i was hanging out with him because he's he's even more of an aficionado of uh the spooky movies than uh than powell is from there their blood sucking geeks podcast that is on hiatus. So let's just keep plugging things that currently don't exist. Um, sure, please. put Shout Factory in there because it's going to yeah. get plugged in this episode. So. Shout Factory. <laughs> uh, apparently, I say that weird. I say Shout Factory instead. Of, I don't know. Shout I put factory? weird emphasis on it. Uh, that's what Rachel told me. Um, Shout Factory. Shout Factory. Okay, you said it weird the first time, then the second time you're fine. So yeah. anyway, this has nothing to do with <laughs> what we're talking about. So yeah, so I'm going anyway. to hand it on over to Corey because this was his idea. This is movie number two of the Spooktober month. Here we go. Boo. All right, so for people that don't know, Galaxy of Terror is a science fiction horror in which a rescue spaceship crew meets up with horrors projected by their own imaginations. Uh, the director and cast, so the director is Bruce D. Clark. I can't really say anything else that he's done because I didn't really look it up because I've never heard of him besides this movie. Uh, but I do know one of the producers uh, was a Roger Corman, who had studio, what is it, New World Pictures is what Order. the studio, his studio uh, used yeah. to be? New World Order? Yeah, that's what it yeah. was. Uh, 
But yeah, it was under his uh, production company and a very, very young James Cameron served as the production designer and the second unit director, which we're going to get more into James Cameron and his importance with this movie. And ultimately, this movie kind of shaped his career. But let's get into the cast. I picked four people to kind of like highlight from this movie. Uh, obviously, the first one would be Robert England, who plays Ranger in the movie. Uh, if you don't know who Robert England is, he is Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street. And then I sat there. I had to sit there for a minute. I was like, I'm trying to think of other stuff I know him from, but it's really just Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, he's uh, he's done cameos on a lot of things. He he cameoed in an episode of Sliders, actually. <laughs> Okay, I, I mean, didn't almost everybody though? Um, a lot of people that went on to be bigger than anything that show ever was or will be. Yeah. Also, sidetrack. I did not know Jerry O'Connell was on a daytime TV show. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. He doesn't really need to. He's kind of got a sugar mama at this point, but because uh, I think he's with uh... Rebecca Remain Stamos still. I'm not 100 percent certain on that though. Mm. But um, anyway, yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, Robert England's in this movie. Uh, we also have Sid Haig, who plays Q-Hod in the movie. Uh, he recently passed away, I believe, back in 2019. He was 80 oh. years old. But uh, he's from House of the Thousand Corpses, and he was also, I think he was the antagonist in Jason of Star Command. So, Maybe. never seen that movie, but his outfit looked awesome. People that are listening, you should Google uh, Sid Haig in that movie. Uh, also, we have Aaron... Yes, Aaron Morin, who plays Aluma, which has I, I I forgot on my second viewing that she had psi powers, like psi sensing powers. I didn't because she's the beeper tracker slat thing that is what. Oh my god, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. <laughs> you are one hundred. Okay, anyway, uh, she is from Joni Loves Chachi and also Happy Days, and then another uh, actress from Happy Days. Her name is uh, Taffy O'Connell. Uh, she was uh, plays Damia. She's from Happy Days and Three's Company were the two, like, when I looked up her history, were, like, two of the main things she's been in. okay. Uh, All these names are forgettable except for Ranger. Like, I, you said Aluma, and I, I didn't even remember that that was her name. And I watched this with subtitles. Both that's names. the thing is, I've made it a point to remember the names because you never remember the names. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to yeah. remember the names of the movies we're going to review. So <laughs> Good. Uh, also, I remember her because she has... Her death is my favorite, is one of my favorites. Okay. It was really cool how they did that, but we'll get oh, into it when okay. we run through the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, but no, let's uh, back up to James Cameron. James Cameron actually, what was it? He was like a truck driver before he started working for New World Pictures. Because that's the thing is, even this movie and... A bu so Roger Corman's company basically just did like, quote-unquote rip-offs of blockbuster movies so like hmm. they saw alien and they're like okay we're gonna make galaxy of terror they had a very successful like star wars copycat movie which was called ah uh, crap what was it uh all in the family no it's not all in the family star i gotta look it up now star wars uh star wars what well Baby? and also while you're looking that up uh you know this movie there were there were scenes and sets that were used in like two other movies along with this. Uh, oh yeah, is, I think what people maybe know some of it for. Um, 
And that that reminded me of a time when we rented a dollar, not rented, we bought, we found the dollar bin at Walmart uh, one oh, fine wow. college evening, and uh, we bought Pocket Ninjas, and <laughs> I don't remember the names of the other movies. One of them was Future War, which is great, because that was one of those moments where owned and watched a movie that's so bad, and then later on find that there's an MST3K episode of it. So it's just like, that's... That's a really if, good if, thing. If it's the future war that I think it is, I think Red Letter Media might have follow, uh, saw that, watched that on Best of the Worst, too. It's got dinosaurs and Jean-Claude Van Damme in it. It's not actually, it's a copycat. It's not actually Jean-Claude Van Damme. But I know right. it is the movie I'm thinking about. So All right, yeah, more of a, um, they they said in the MST of it, they said more of a Jean-Claude gosh darn. <laughs> That's now I need to watch the mystery science theater. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah, uh, I found the name of the movie. It's called Battle Beyond the Stars. And yeah, Red Letter go. Media, Red Letter Media actually watched this on one of I think it was on one of their wheels, wheels of the worst or something. But this movie yeah. ended up being great from what they from what everybody said. Oh. But this movie made so much money. And it like this is where Cameron or James Cameron first started with his like set designs and his matte paintings and all that stuff mm -hmm. but on galaxy of terror he basically he basically took over the movie without being the director like he yeah. was like the second in command and like he was um, in charge of like a lot of the props and the special effects and all that stuff like james cameron very much had his hand in like all the pots when it came to this movie mm -hmm. uh so much to the fact that the budget of the movie was originally like supposed to be I think uh, someone quoted or has have has quoted Roger Corman at like seven hundred thousand dollars, but it ended up being like one point eight million dollars after everything was said and done. That is uh, reflective of the year of the time. Like that's a super low budget comparatively. Oh yeah, I mean, and also like this was probably the most expensive movie any director under Roger Corman had directed like Roger Corman was very much about like, let's do this efficiently and not pump a bunch of unnecessary money into this stuff and just pump these movies out. And Roger yeah. Corman has got a pretty good track record with a lot of the movies he produced too. So I have to count Roger Corman out. I'm looking at the weekend domestic chart for this, for when this came out though. Oh, it came out October 30th. Wow. No, no, um, no. So the movie, so the movie itself came out October 21st, but the best, chart like it, what's weird is a lot of the like money charts for the movies that came out around like that week they're just not on that website that we use it's really weird they're Great. just not there so i had to pick a weekend that was closest to it but like that Great. weekend you can see it was going up against halloween 2 and yeah. like raiders of the lost ark so i could see how this didn't we, didn't we, get on anyone's radar we consistently pick movies that are out like it, it's like the reason we do the, the um for those that know us from Megavisions, it's like the reason we do the Dreamcast Marathon outside of Extra Life Day, because everyone under the sun is doing yeah. Extra Life Day to raise, or during the stream, Extra Life Day to raise money. We do ours months before, because then no one else is doing it at that time. So that's yeah. when we shine. So that's what, uh, you know. And also, it's interesting to note that, um, I don't know if it's really nowadays, but I feel like up until a certain point, Halloween movies... Like, it was weird that they would come out before September, but now that's pretty common. But, like, here we've got in October, Halloween mm -hmm. 2 is out. 
you know, sometimes you get yeah. slasher films even coming out in the summer. And at first I was like, why they do that? But then at the same time, it's like, oh, so that there's no competition. But yeah, there, I mean, you release a slasher movie that comes out July 4th or something like that. You're not going to have much competition at all. So. Yeah, like The Purge. Yeah, perfect. You know, there's like seven of those fucking movies. Yeah, there's a TV series. Oh, I have never sat down and watched one. I think I'm OK, though. So. Uh, I'd say give the sh first one a shot, but the conversations we've had and the movies that I know you've seen, you're going to predict it just as much as I did, but I'd still say check the first one out, maybe. That's kind of like how I still recommend, I don't really like the Saw series, but I do recommend the first movie, because the first yeah. movie, the first movie, if there were no other Saw movies, would be a fantastic movie. Would have been fine. Second was bad, and uh, the second was Saw Real World. And then the third one got things back on track, but I don't remember anything else. And there's like 19 of no. them or something. The first one was great with the stinger and all that. Anyway, stay yeah. tuned for our review of Saw 1. Oh, so. no, I'm not watching those movies again. I've gone far beyond torture porn, so I'm yeah, beyond that yeah. now. Uh, with such classics <laughs> as this and Annihilation. Dude, I forgot that we watched Annihilation until the other day, and I was like, man, that movie... Never mind. Go watch our go listen to our review of that if you want to uh, hear more about the movie Annihilation. Mm -hmm. But anyway, back to Galaxy of Terror. Uh, so we've got all a lot of the logistics and stuff out of the way. Uh, we can throw some more so. tidbits in a little bit uh, throughout it. But we can kind of go through a rundown of the movie. Uh, we always say we're not going to, but we end up doing well, it anyway. Can I get in some thoughts before we do that then? Yeah, sure. Um, I want to say that this movie... Um, the matte paintings are great. The backgrounds, yes. they're all great. Like they could all be like, I would, I would honestly like get one of these painted on a wall, like be the wall, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yep. the whole atmosphere is awesome in this movie. Um, my notes here. I also said the set design's amazing when you're realizing it all had to be built for the most part, um, out of garbage. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, that's probably why I really like the set design and this <sighs> I don't know what this will sound like. I really like the set design because it reminded me of the old MST 3K satellite of love, like the yeah. Joel at the desk with the dot, the yep. too many D's Joel at the desk <laughs> with the bots. Um, there you go. You and uh, to the point that like the newest MST with Jonah Heston, which I like just fine, but the set is like too big and too shiny and, and, and mm. too, too developed. Like it's not you like the DIY like kind of <clears throat> yeah. sets. Yeah, like it's the the earlier sets you they even said in behind the scenes stuff like they would go to their grandparents attics and stuff and be like, can I borrow that for like the weekend and we might spray paint it gray, but, you know, we'll get it back yeah. to you. Um, I mean, for this movie, they had people dumpster diving in McDonald's dumpsters to get like styrofoam packaging so they could make yeah. the walls of their spaceship. Yeah, but it's still cool rather than the green screen nonsense you see. Um yeah. And uh, so I wanted to lay out the compliments first here and say that the the way that this introduces itself with the big old credits, like big, not not yeah. big names as in popular, big names as in takes up a fourth of the screen. <laughs> yeah. um, For one name. Old, yeah, like big credits with the long intro. So immediately the movie is foreboding and sets you up for the slow pacing. But then yes. the event, the intro doesn't make any sense with the rest of it because it's like, 
guy in a corridor is he gonna die what's gonna kill him we can't see even my second viewing i couldn't really tell but i guess that's the point is you're not supposed to see exactly what it is and everything so but yeah i just wanted to say that first the movie sets up um it's rare that a movie does that too anymore that they are the same from beginning to end in style yep. i feel like especially in horror movies because they want to twist and turn you and fake you out because you can't be original <sighs> It's just watching this movie, I see, like, you see so many things that James Cameron brought over into Aliens. Like, so many things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's amazing. Like, I think it's really, really cool. Uh, yeah, like, I... Spoilers, I'll start off right away. I, I Oh, yeah, told... we are gonna... It is gonna be spoilers. Uh, I We might want to start throwing that into the intro, that everything we discuss will be spoilers. Unless, at some point, we do something that is, like... I don't think it'll even get to this, but unless we talk about a movie like the week it's out, it's always going to yeah. be a spoiler-filled episode, and we should probably throw that in the intro somewhere. But yeah, we might need to do like a pre-recorded or something. Throw that in the beginning, or yeah, just, or throw it in there, be like spoilers now, and then it just goes into it. Right? Yeah. But uh, sorry, go ahead, hit it. Uh, yeah. So you start off like you already said. The movie starts <laughs> off very foreboding. You have a very like setting up like this. I mean, you see it like it looks so much like in Aliens with Colony four, four two six LV four twenty six L or yeah the LV four twenty six. Uh, but no, you get that, and you said you got you, you know see how I remember that. How I only that? remember the LV because it's Ellen Ripley LV. That's just with the way my brain works. And four twenty six, I only remember because people keep telling me about Alien Day, which is April twenty six. Ellen yeah, Ripley LV. Yeah. That just that's how oh, my brain works. Okay, right, my la- that's my last time in, uh, interrupting you. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, but you already talked about the opening scene. You, this guy's running down a corridor. He's running from something. Surprise, it catches him. It gets him. Uh, and then we cut to this old lady and this guy with a glowy head. That's all I Dude, can say. <laughs> it makes even less sense the second time I watch this. Because the first yeah. time... The first time, like, if there's anything anime has taught me, it's to just accept what's on the screen and don't try to understand it too much. So when I yeah. when I realized that as a confused 15-year-old, um, since then, I just accept whatever's on the screen. So this intro of, like, sort of Japan in the future, they're, they're at least, like, on their... Neo-Tokyo. They're, they're not, yeah, they're not in chairs, but they're not sitting on their... I think they were on their knees or on their legs, at least, at a, at a low well, table. They're sitting on the floor is what they're and doing. And they're, like, playing Space Scrabble or, or something. I don't know. Yeah, a, a game that I could not figure out for the life of me. It was just that. But it's uh, the game, and she's a yeah. prophet or a seer that or an you oracle never, or something yeah that you never encounter again it literally she serves no purpose because even nope. her um uh shit what's it called when you lay out story even even narration no even though she's i don't know i don't word. know you always forget words yeah <laughs> even though she's uh, lay- exposition even though she's okay. laying out the exposition it doesn't fucking make any sense even after the Not seeing this once and seeing it again and tying the end to the beginning, doesn't make a goddamn lick of sense. I wrote here, um, uh, Hesperus, or wait. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh. I wrote here, intro, the game. The game of killing people with their fears? Do we have to actually wait for that planet? Like, it didn't make sense that, like, this guy was like, finally, it's here, because he's 
God, but he's not, and he's the he's president. Some kind of, okay. He's the president of the galaxy. I don't fucking know. He's called the Master. And he's the Master. That's all we know. As soon as he said the game, I'm like, oh, it's like the book, the the greatest game, or whatever it is where the dude lets people loose on his island, and whoever wins by killing the other person is Oh, I just remember the movie The Condemned. That's all I remember. (laughs) Oh, The Most Dangerous Game. That short story. That's what it's called. I couldn't remember. Oh, okay. Man. That's what it is. So, Uh, but... Yeah, then there the the distress or not the distress signal, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I was just getting mad watching this a second time because I was like, oh, now things are gonna click together and fall into place. This nope. whole first scene is like, what the fuck? Still none of the. I know who that is with the glowing face, and this still doesn't make sense. <laughs> anyway, okay, so we get a uh, call, or the master gets a call on his TV from uh, the character Commander Ilvar, I believe his name is, and uh, basically we get. He basically got a rundown of this colony. Uh, there's no life signals on this colony. We don't know what's going on. There's no infrared or anything like that. Right. We need to send a team down there. And the master's like, yes, send your best whatever. Ever, the best Except of the best. I send them down them. there. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I have to pick them. That's actually pretty fucking important once you start to think about it. I guess. Uh, but uh, anyway, we get to meet our crew. We go right into it. So we have our commander, Ilvar. We, have, we see the pilot, who is Captain Trantor. Uh, we also yeah, have all these names that I forgot are great. Look, I have I'm a list in front of me. It's not like I remembered all of them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> but, uh, you, you get a little fun, little banter in the beginning. She's like, what are you doing on my ship? And she's like this famous pilot, best pilot ever. She's the only survivor from the Hesperus massacre, which we don't get much info on except all. It might've been another planet that showed your horrors because that's, how she said all the everybody else died, but she survived. I think that's it. At, at first, first viewing of this, I was like, "Is that just the space holocaust?" I don't know what's going on. Still, yeah, I don't know. She was the best pilot because she piloted the ship back on her own, mm-hmm. so that's why she's there. But you get some fun little witty banter, and she's like, "Fuck this shit! We're launching in thirty seconds. I don't care if they're yeah. not ready." Right. And you get to introduce. We get introduced to our cast very quickly because of oh. this. I want to I want to point out though that um, when they're introducing her sort of and she goes Hesperus yes everyone's forgotten now and then there's suddenly a slow zoom into her face with weird foreboding music and then nothing happens after that I laughed when I saw that the first time <laughs> I, was like, I was like was that a mistake did they forget to add something it was, no but like, they do that constantly with her yeah. whenever someone says Hesperus she's like. Yes, and it's just like snap zooms into it's her like face. It's like the fucking, um, you ever watch the IT crowd? It's like the third episode or something. They find the goth guy in the closet, and oh, he starts yeah. to talk in like a poetic atmosphere and like does this to the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone's looking at him like, who are you looking at? That's like, what she what feels like. What is going like. on? It, it's great. But so this is where we qu- quickly get to meet the rest of our cast, who we have the hunky cabron. We have I the I just say hunky because that's what he's supposed to be. Yeah, they're all and, pretty one-dimensional. Yeah, we have uh, Aluma, who is a... she's Like you said, she is the mm. uh, radar sensor. She can sense, like, she's psi energy. She's the motion energy. detector. She's the motion detector that you see in Aliens. That goes beep, yeah. beep, beep. And uh, But then we get Balon, which is the scariest character in this movie besides the monsters. Like, that guy is just straight up like, what the fuck happened like, there's some history between him and Aluma and Cabrin, and you're just like, okay, I don't know what's going on, but Balon is a 
dick and I kind of want him to die. So. Yeah, they never go into that either, do they? They never for as much for like as much over characterization of of every line he delivers, there's never an explanation for it other nope. than he's jealous of that or it or sounds something. like he might not like Psy. like she maybe it's like some kind of like undertone racism where he doesn't like Psy uh detector mm-hmm. people or something like that. I yeah. don't know. Uh, and then running down the list, we get to meet Ranger and Demia, who Demia is the chief tech officer and Ranger is the, uh, I guess, second in command second and it was played by Robert England. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the funniest we laughed so hard when this happened, but when they're launching and Robert England's character can't get his uh, chair to basically recline so he can get in it and strap in. Yeah. So he turns around and yeah he looks at he looks at uh Demia and she just like opens her arms and legs because she's strapped in so yeah. she holds on to him i'm like i don't think that's how that happens when you need to launch a ship into hyperdrive <laughs> like, yeah if you just need to survive uh the the g-force hop into a lady's legs we rewound that twice to look at like watch oh, that scene because we man. laughed so hard about it uh that, that but must then have we been get one take and they're like whatever this is the beginning of the movie. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Uh, but then we get a uh, last rounding it out. We have Q-Hod, who is our silent. Like, he doesn't say anything except for one line played mm-hmm. by Sid H- uh, Haig. And then we also have Koss, who is obviously the rookie because he is, like, throwing up. And, well, well, he gets annoying. killed first. So there you yeah. go. You don't have to worry about it much longer. Right. He's the kid of the crew. Yeah. Uh, but the, you get that. You get... They launch, and then, I don't know why, but they stop for a minute, and then she's like, we're launching again! So, well, like, they... they space, they do that. I, yeah, I guess they had to launch from the planet and then go into hyperspace, so... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but they get pulled into the planet, and she can't control it. Like, something, she tries right. to hit, like, this window, and she's like, well, I missed my window to regain control, so we're fucked. Yeah. Uh, but she's the best pilot, so that's why she's there, and she she lands on the planet and gets everybody there but then then it just turns into like scotty explain to me why every time this crew hmm. finds a dead body they immediately burn it burn it and get rid um, of it um well before without we get, investigating yeah before we get to that i want to mention because we've talked about the setting and the and the props and the set pieces so much already that the only thing that i feel like has not aged well is the actual piloting console because there's no real wheel or joystick there is a stick at one point briefly buttons yeah but it's literally switches it's it's like if you've ever seen the series firefly and you remember that um i can't remember their pilot's name uh but he would flick yeah, Wash would flick three switches. Basically, yeah. that is their entire piloting board. <laughs> yeah. um, She's just like, click, I can't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> so it, it's the only thing, like, I love these old, like, it It was how the video game Alien Isolation purposely made its tech um, future, early, uh, future late 70s hardware. And that's how this whole set is, and I really like that because it's, it's as low budget as it is, you feel like it is... Uh, an actual cockpit and stuff um yeah. but i wa- i wanted to mention that that's the only thing that like kind of took me out was every time they zoom in on the fucking dashboard that's just three thousand <laughs> switches that look like somebody took apart and reassembled a casio keyboard or something um 
And this crew might have done that, so... Maybe. And also, I wanted to mention how where Robert England and Demia are makes no sense. Yeah. It's like a crow's yeah. nest, and you don't realize until, like, a third into the movie One where scene. they are yeah. in relation. Because yeah. he goes up a ladder to get to his thing. So when that starts out, I'm like, oh, this ship must be huge. But then you see him, like, stand up over there in the distance. It's like, oh, they're basically on bunk beds. I don't know room. why she ever... I don't know why she radios tech when she could just turn around and be like, hey, yeah. what's going on back there? <laughs> yeah, what's up with your shit? Check your shit. Yeah, um, I pointed that out. I said, wait, it's Hallie saw it too. We had to, re like, my wife uh, sat down and watched this movie with me, and she was enjoying it until we got to one scene, which we'll get to here very shortly. Yeah. But uh, we were just like, why Why is it like that? So I Why don't is know. it raised <laughs> up? Why is there, like, you couldn't have just built that on the same floor that they're already on? It, it, it was just... I mean, the reason is because it it'll maybe it maybe it looked cool then is the reason. You yeah, know? maybe it's, it was just maybe unnecessary. They were to copy Star Trek. Most of the stuff you see in sci-fi movies is unnecessary. Like all these people didn't need to be the 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 place that they strapped in when they were taking off in thirty seconds is actually the kitchen. Also, so it's it none of anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you're right apparently yeah. those are the only seats on this ship <laughs> i don't know um hey look budget that's what it is that's what yeah, it came down to. yeah i yeah, mean yeah. The, the outfits were from an old battlestar galactica show right so yeah mm -hmm. so where are we now uh they landed on the planet um they're going to investigate sh uh the ramus ship is what it's called i believe ramus okay yeah um, the, and, and their ship is called the quest yeah, which also confused me because I thought that was the name of what of their mission, but it's the name of their ship. I don't know, whatever things. It was it was the name of the movie for a while. There's like a lot of exposition and then zero exposition where there should be in here, but it doesn't matter because it's all visual uh, stuff. It's all visual. Um, yeah, so we get introduced to the fact that uh, Joni has psi. She is psi sensitive, and so I guess what Joni. that means. I don't remember, Sorry. dude. I don't remember anyone's names in this. So yeah, I mean, no, um, that's it's fine. It's perfectly fine. Uh, so the psi sensitive thing is, from what I've gathered, was she can sense life force, not or some sort of energy. So whether it's good or yeah. bad, was still kind of unclear to me, even watching this twice. But she has something that she can sense. Um, it's almost like that feeling when you feel like somebody's watching you or staring at you. It, it almost seems like senses. that. Yeah. So, but that's just a common thing, and that's why she's on this. Uh, so she's sort of the scout without having to go ahead of people. That's sort of her job. She's um, the scout that doesn't like small places, which would be a very bad scout. Right. So. They super emphasize that she is claustrophobic without just saying the word claustrophobic. But you mm -hmm. know, props to them for trying to get that in there. Like they only needed to mention it once or twice. Be. I say that because they super emphasize her fear, but everybody else is like based on one line or maybe a glance of what yeah. they did. So it, it kind of, it, that annoyed me. Um, Sometimes some people's fears are the same. Have you uh, noticed that? Apparently, I don't know. There's plot well, holes in here and buttholes in here. Um, what? <laughs> oh, please. You know what I'm talking about, where he yeah. descends into a butthole that you cannot tell... I there's, said there's so many spatial relations things that don't work in this movie either. When that triangle door, they're like looking up over their shoulders at a door that's on the same level of them somehow. And I, dude, Daddy, it was a budget. <laughs> I don't uh, know. 
uh, but yeah, they're looking for survivors. They're looking for survivors. Oh, you asked me why they torch them. I have no idea. Unless it's like they don't want to make the company look bad or something. But they every corpse they find, they don't pull off the dog tags. They don't check for their ID. They don't even look for their dental records. Just fucking nuke it. And it's like, you know. The only two bodies, they... They do keep one. They keep the the character yeah. that we see in the very beginning of the movie. They find that character's body, and then oh, right. spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Poss gets murked first by some yeah. roach monster. I guess that's his biggest fear. Uh, he's the big coward, and it's his first mission and all that stuff. But yeah, we get right. some pretty good gore. You get some good gore starting uh, off. Yeah, it grabs his scalp and stuff. I couldn't tell the thing. Like, I couldn't tell how big this thing was because it looked like it was no bigger than, like, a possum crawling around in the attic. But then... With that beautiful it, stop motion. Yeah, I that made me laugh. And I was like, okay, I like where this is going already. Yeah. Um, but, like, it also had weird feely thing, weird, like, antennae. But it was also yeah. big enough that it could lunge an entire leg around it. I couldn't understand how big this thing actually was. But then when you learn it's all based on fear, it doesn't really matter. It was just killing him. I guess. Yeah. Um, but it was also the care. That was also the first character that we met. That was his fear, I think. And then also, I don't know. It's fucking weird. Anyway, cost dies and they start investigating. And, uh, what was her name? I'm forgetting names. now. Aluma. Aluma. Okay. I'll remember that. Aluma. She sensed something around cost before he died. So she's starting to like figure out, she's not even really figuring out what's going on, but, she keeps saying how she doesn't like small spaces. So we get another reminder of that. Yep. Uh, but then well, she says she thought it? it was all, it's almost as if it was cost that was throwing off her psi energy. Yeah. Which you're like, hmm, which that's technically it was because he brought that thing. He created that thing with his fear. He brought his luggage with him. So that's yeah. what it was. Uh, but then they start exploring a little bit uh, after No. So after cost dies, they're just like, Hey, you know, we still got to do the mission. And they're like, what the hell do you mean? We still got to do the mission. So they're like, all right, we're going to go back out there because we also need to repair our ship because we can't get off here. And then they start, they find out that it was some force that brought them down onto the planet. And I believe that force is the huge ancient ziggurat that they found, which they find. And this is... This is another weird one. So commander, the commander, Cabrin, uh, and then Demia all get in a group. And then the other characters, I, the only reason I point them out is because they go out. And then for some reason, the commander's just like makes a weird pass on Demia. He's just like, oh, I, I don't feel old whenever I'm looking at you. And I was just oh, like, oh, yeah, the commander's the old guy. I forgot who these people were already. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You don't remember the like. So there's the part where the commander just his pack falls and he comes rolling down the hill. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about these actual backpacks because it's all oh, the uh, backpacks are great. They're great and stupid um, because it's a weird like tortoise shell thing with headlights mm-hmm. on it and straps that would never work. Like all they would do is dig into your your yeah. whatever this part of your body is because um, they don't have full straps, but they're a backpack. And then we learned with the factoids that they actually weighed like 60 pounds or something or 50 pounds or whatever, which they were huge batteries for the lights. Yeah. That's all it was. Like I was in marching band and I played snare. Each snare was 50 pounds and that was on the front of us, like semi balanced with the harnesses we wore. I can only imagine what it was like wearing that dumb thing on your back with the, to describe people that can't see us, the, 
It's a backpack, a but backpack not all the way. Normally has a closed strap. This one doesn't. It just have hooks that go over your shoulder, like right above where your nipples would be almost. Yeah. But like and then maybe like a armpit. belt, a belt around it, but That's still even needed. with a belt. Yeah. But I, I kind of understand the design of them because there were so many times where they just had to pick them up and lung, lug them over their yeah. shoulder real quick or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, I mean, I, I like part of me would be like, yeah, that seems like a good tactical thing. Cause if you lose your weapon, you can just fucking club a dude with this thing. But at the yeah. same time, you can't really make it smaller. Cause it's this big plastic, stupid thing. Like it, and it has like the lights have to would... go over your shoulders too. So you gotta yes. make it, it straight up looked like something that should go on an action figure. And that would be it. Like they look like ghostbusters a little bit when I yeah. first looked at them. <laughs> Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But um, you see the evolution of that backpack when you see aliens because they make it like less, they make it more military style looking, and mm -hmm. it's like less heavy and less bulky looking. So yeah, so we had that good. number one with the creeper bug thing. Yeah, uh, and then we can also if 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 Cost uh, was a girl, the bug probably would have torn his top off for no reason. But moving on, we're we'll get there. You know we're gonna have to talk about it, so we'll yeah, get there. I Just have, wait. I have, I have words about it. Don't you worry. Uh, anyway, the cat, the commander's like, I guess he's having like a midlife crisis, and he looks down one of these holes that are in the pyramid that they're scaling, and he's just like, I must go down there. That's yeah. basically what happens. Like he gets yeah. like weird brainwashed, so he repels down into this hole, and he sees these other Even little holes. The whole, they're on a pyramid side, so yes. he should have gone in diagonally, but when he's in that hole, he's going straight it's down. straight down. And you can't really tell how far anything is in there. There's no depth perception that makes sense, so... A but, another butthole. Just don't fall in the butthole. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Don't ever... Uh, but we get, uh, we get some cool practical effects with these. They look like... They just look like sucky tentacle arms, and they yeah, just bad. basically suck the commander dry. It's, there you yeah, go. It's, it's leech tentacles, yeah. But when I know it's supposed to be dramatic, but when it's on his face and he's just like gyrating, <laughs> like a yeah, broken dummy, yeah, um, it's great. I it's laugh. really so good. that's that's death number two. Doesn't really make sense because we don't know what his fear was, but he died. Maybe he was. He didn't of really matter as a character. Things. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. So, doesn't really matter. Uh, and then what do we get? Don't they scaling the pyramid forever? <laughs> yep. And then, uh, what is it? Uh, Balon oh, and well, yeah, we to the, to the kitchen for a brief oh, second. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because there's character development sort of with the, with, um, the captain, the captain, and, uh, core, um, who is the chef on the, on the, core's the chef. Uh, and I wrote down this quote here that he says to Ranger, who's Robert England. Uh, he says, fame is the food... Or no, shit, wait. I think He I says that to him. Yeah, Captain's in there as well. And they're eating and whatever because he's the cook. And she says, fame is the food dead man eat. Dead men eat. I thought that was a pretty good line. Yeah. Um, I did pick and, up on that. I... But then she says, she asks Kor if the master sent him. And she says, the master sends meat, but the devil sends cooks. Did the master send you to keep an eye on the mission? And he doesn't reply, and there's conveniently something to distract them, and I think that's when Ranger comes in or something. Yep. So. Oh, 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 oh. But this is when Ranger comes in, and for no reason at all, the captain starts telling a war story or whatever, and yeah. and Ranger goes, oh, is this Hesperus? And Captain's this like... This is the second time. Yeah, this is uh, the second dead <laughs> stare for dramatic pause that is not dramatic, it's just laughable. Have you, have you ever seen Kill Bill? 
yeah, where it does the wee on her face. Like, that's what I expected this it should have done. Like, some weird sound with it. Hesperus. No, that wasn't Hesperus. Just pause and stare. (laughs) Find your camera (laughs) and miss it still. I love it. Okay, so anyway, we cut to Balon and his team. Balon has Q-Hod and Aluma with him. Uh, they find a door that's opening, and they're like, shit, we don't want this door to open because we don't yeah, know what's coming out of it. I didn't understand so, that. They were trying to not open the door. We didn't talk about, well, they were trying to like stall time so the rest of the people could show up in case they had to fight something, I guess. I don't I know. Guess. But we never mentioned that uh, Q-Hod's weapons are these crystal throwing stars. Uh-huh. They're like really really big and he like the first dead body they find he just chunks one right in the bed and it just goes thump, like right yeah. in there uh but anyway he throws his crystal whatever they are is to stop the door from opening and yeah. they're like will the crystals hold and he's like yes but he looks says it with his eyes and, yeah no shit though and then they don't crystal they shatter yeah. and, and he loses his, his mind life yeah his only line in the movie, because Sid Haig actually, I think he actually recommended to, he asked Roger Corman, he's like, hey, I want to play this character, but can we play him as a mute? He goes, oh, I think the yeah. character would be a lot better as a mute. And uh, Roger Corman was like, you got to say at least one line. So we get his one line, which is, I live and die by the crystals. Yeah, That's because uh, someone tries to hand him a gun. Um, uh, Cabern does, yeah. As a weapon instead. So the biggest dude amongst them, uh, yeah, they did that a lot, and I guess we're supposed to know that that means, like... They still could do some kind of, like, hand signal, like it's Q-Hot just like, does it it's, to cause. It's some sort of... It felt like, like a tribal, you got this kind of thing or something. Yeah. Um. And, but, so... Oh, yeah, the biggest dude has the only uh, melee weapon, essentially, but he can also throw yeah. it whatever. It was like the thing... I mean, I'm sure everybody, if anybody's ever seen Kroll, would think of that weird boomerang frisbee. Oh, yeah. Or watch Star um, Trek. <laughs> Because the way, like, this crystal weapon, I just don't, I would never trust myself with something like this. Because it's, like, basically throwing three knives that are duct taped together, just hoping for the best. Yeah. Um, What's that and, Simpsons episode where Moe turns one gun into, like, seven guns or something like that? Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. Um, the crystal door, the crystal holds the door open, though. And then uh, passing line by uh, Demia says, I hate worms. So it's like, all right, I guess that's all we need. Um, yeah, she was and... talking about the things that got the commander. Yep. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. And let's see. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he hands him a gun, says, I live and die by the crystals. So he doesn't um, take the oh, gun. Shadowing. Yeah. And and so also then we get another I'm claustrophobic line by her saying she'd rather dance on top of this thing than try to squeeze through it or whatever. Um, yep. And then but also the douchebag commander or who I don't fucking know his name. Yeah. Balon says enough. When have you ever had enough? Basically saying you're a slut or something along those wow. lines, I guess yeah, something. Maybe she broke up with him to go with Cabrin. So I don't know. I don't know. But then the door, the closes. dude is not likable. So yeah, the dude hates everybody. And I, I, we still, we never know why we never find out why. Um, and oh, okay. So the door, Q Q Hod Quaylod Q Hod Q Hod. Don't say Quaylude. <laughs> uh, um, big bald dude, uh, Crystal Man, um, clown face. He goes 
to try to stop <laughs> the doors from closing after they've opened. But yeah, I thought that's how he was going to go. Yeah, but instead he gets tossed outside by trying to close, uh, keep the door open, and then he sees that the crystals, um, the shurikens that have shattered are now back together as his yeah, which, crystal thingy. By the way, I want to point this out. I really do like a lot of the film tricks they did in this movie, and in oh, that yeah. part, they did reverse uh, cinematography where they just filmed the thing shattering, and then they just did it in reverse. I was Easy like, enough. yes, I love it. It's Easy so good. Enough. Yeah. Uh, uh, but then we get like a really a scene that I'm like, oh no, when the dagger like goes into his I didn't arm, like that. I did, I, not and like then that. the yeah, so the dagger goes into his arm and breaks off well, and just pr- keeps going into his yeah, arm. Yeah, well, he <laughs> he tries to break it off, but then it keeps digging up into his arm, and and so what's the only way to solve that? Chop your own arm off somehow <laughs> with a karate chop? Is that what he yep. did? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just it didn't even no, right it didn't off, even look right that. It looked like he punched it, like he punches. <laughs> What is this bicep? I can't remember. Um, the tricep right here, like in the front, Boof, and it just yeah. fell off. And then we get another really cool thing. Like it just the arm picks up the His dagger. Like, and it. Where is yeah. it? Where is it? All right, I got <laughs> Very it. Very Evil Dead too. But yeah, it's like I got it. All right, check this out. <laughs> yeah, just right in the fucking diaphragm, and we get our third death. And I was like, no, I like that character. I don't feel like like as much as we saw of him just duking it out against his own arm i feel like that would probably not kill him you know what i mean yeah some for in some way shape in 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 horror movie logic i feel like that would not kill him if that makes sense yeah it's like never trust an off-screen death you're like no nope, yeah, i don't trust right him, right so. right um, okay i lost oh, so, so that's death number four uh oh, oh, it four? oh yeah it is four. crystal in the arm and unarmed is what is what my notes say here uh, then we cut back to the kitchen real quick, and I only want to mention okay. this scene because Core is reading a book, and um, Ranger yeah. runs in, and he's like, "I can't find the captain. I'm trying to get her on her cell phone or whatever the hell it yeah. is, and <laughs> can't find quarter. her on the on the map." And he's like, "What is that?" And Core's like, "It's a book." And I yeah. guess, and I mean, like as dumb and throwaway as this scene is, it's cool that. It's a little bit of establishing of the world, or it's a little, it's a little mm-hmm. bit of world building of the world that we never see uh, ever again. Without saying that, like because of the war of such and such, all books were burned right, and all this yeah. other stuff. But it also shows like Rangers suspecting him a bit because it's like, how the hell would you have a book today? You know, yeah, kind of something like yeah. that. So it, unless you're someone, yeah, yeah like the, they're. There are bad actors and there are great actors in this movie. Robert England is one of the great actors. And, so good in this movie. But, like, because he's the only one that advances any scene he's in, really, except for... Um, he advances the movie to the point where he's not in it anymore. <laughs> yeah. What? Who? Uh, wait, no, he's oh. Ranger. Yes, I'll help you out. Uh, well, who's the other one that... Um, who's Hunk? the guy that lives at the end? Hmm? Cabron. Cabron. Yeah, they're like the only two that verbally and physically actually advance the plot of this movie, I'd say. Yes. Um, and no, but yeah, I just wanted to point out that scene because I thought it was really well done in a quick conversation of showing like, oh, that's weird. And you're weird because you have a book. It's um, setting stuff up. It's setting stuff up is what it's doing. Yeah. And then we're back outside the pyramid. Um, yeah. I hate, I also, I hate bugs and worms and things, so I didn't like to see the maggots that I'm sure you want to mention the factoid of how they were moving around on the arm or whatever. Oh, yeah. So, uh, the funny thing is, Q-Hod's arm, like, 
basically Demia's character walks up looking for Q-Hod. She finds his arm. It's got maggots all over because it's decomposing. Super And quick. the funny thing is, yeah, very quick. It's it's a horror movie. It's fine. It's a right. psychological horror movie. It's fine. Yep. And uh, but James Cameron, they couldn't get the worms to move. So what they did was they like a set up hooked up a battery to the prop. And whenever yeah. James Cameron wanted the worms to move, they just ran electricity and it would make the worms move and then they would stop. And I think what it was is, was it Roger Corman or it might have been one of the executives that was on the set that Producers. day? It was just like, man. Yeah, he was like. He's like direct. He even direct. He directs so well that he can direct worms, and the people <laughs> yeah. are like, "All right." And then that's when like James Cameron started getting noticed real hardcore because of this movie. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. And then for it, this was also a confusing scene that yes, suddenly there was one worm, and he was she torches the arm. She oh yeah, she torches the arm. But then we see a worm that I guess was a maggot. I'm still not really sure. Don't uh, know. And then it was just growing. But again, this is like, this movie's great, and then it's horrible with stuff like this because it's like, where is that in relation to her? Because it's like in a cave, she's outside, yeah. but the what, worm is yeah. there, and then she's Maybe the in a worm cave again. scurried off real quick. <laughs> I don't know. It did not another, make sense. Another cool film trick that they did was the they had this r- real miniature for the worm, and what they did was it was a dolly shot with the camera. They just took the do- camera and push the camera towards oh, the yeah, miniature the and it got bigger like, and bigger and bigger. Like the force, force perspective, perspective is really yeah. good. I yeah. love it. So, this uh, is, but I don't love this next part. Yeah. Oh wait, this is death number five. Oh, I think I this labeled these five. Wrong. I think I it's think four. I think this is actually the, four. Yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, yep. Okay. So for no reason at all, uh, she gets raped by this worm that is gigantic and, Let me get this out real quick because I honestly did not like this scene ruined my night watching this movie. And I was like, and I was talking to Rachel about I'm like, I don't know if I even want to talk about uh, or I don't know if I even want to watch this movie again to talk about it. And because I was like, man, that's what I was worried about. Yeah, because I really liked the beginning of the slow build of the matte paintings of the backgrounds Mm -hmm. of the set design with the cockpits and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, she gets raped by this worm, which doesn't make sense on so many levels. She was originally supposed to be just eaten by the worm. Yeah, just eaten by it. Um, It could have just killed her. It did not need to rape her. And I don't care if this is the times or anything. I'm reading this because I'm so angry that I'm not going to be able to if I don't read it. But I said it prevents me from enjoying this whole movie and actually kind of ruined my night when I first saw it because it just made me think of how shitty things were in horror because rape is not a plot device when used like this. It's just because someone was horny when making this fucking film. And now it can be a plot device. Mm -hmm. One of the better examples is Friday or Nightmare on Elm Street. And we don't need to get into Freddy's origin story. Um, yeah but or what is it uh i spit on your grave that's a like I that's all that, that, i'm not sure i mean if for people that listen it's all about setting up everything and then like the rape happens but then the rest of the movie is her getting her revenge okay. so it's gotcha. it's important to the movie but i agree with you it didn't need to be in there and the oh. only thing roger corman said was he promised executives that there would be a rape scene for the shock value and unfortunately, Ooh. the movie was remembered and got very popular because people were like, what the fuck? There's a rape worm in this movie? I got to see yeah, this fucking movie now. That was why. And that's that's almost what the cover is, too, that has nothing to do with it. 
Um, we got the tame version too, unfortunately. I mean, no, it, for good thing. Like that's the good thing that we got the tame version because beforehand it was much more graphic and uh, it got an X rating. And they're like, the good thing is, Scotty, to put your mind at ease, the that X rated stuff that was cut is gone forever. Yeah. Well, what um, I felt better after watching the Good Bad Flicks review of yes. this because they said that. The director did not even direct this scene, or didn't even nope. film this. It was one of the was fucking Roger producers Corman. that went ahead and did it. So that says a lot about that guy. He, there's a special place in hell for him. But and um, it also goes into Taffy O'Connell. She was like, "No, it's fine. I want to do it." Her her agent was like, "Fucking leave the set right now. Don't yeah. do this." Yeah, and, and she's she like, like, "No, I want to do get, it." Also, I'm going to get more, more money. money. Yeah, yeah. Which that makes sense to me especially in that time when um you know that actresses were getting paid less back oh then. yeah and so to get more money probably now too yeah but to get more money was like okay yeah that makes sense um but it was just stupid i mean she, she almost still, died yeah she could have still gotten killed in the movie and been naked and whatever and that's fine but it didn't have to be that way um and the yeah the 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 worst part about this, uh, or one of the worst things about this, is that after hearing the factoids and stuff, that this thing is essentially um, the prequel to how the Alien Queen got designed for yeah, the second Aliens movie. I knew you weren't going to like that. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty shitty, and I skipped this scene the second time watching it, um, but it uh, it's just it's disgusting. It's a shame, and I really... No one's ever going to be able to convince me it's a thing of the times. No, that's not how. No, that was the thing when we first watched it. Because I knew, so before seeing it, I knew about the scene. because oh, I, had I watched... didn't know that. I just figured in the trailers, I'm like, oh, tentacles are wrapping around a, a lady's leg. I have a feeling part of this is going to be problematic. Yeah, and that was the thing was, I because I watched the good bad flick review of this movie first. I watched oh, it like weird. months I ago. Wouldn't have and, done that. Uh, I, well, I never thought I would watch. I just happened to stumble upon. I mean, it was oh, way before okay. we even gotcha. thought to do this podcast. And oh, all that stuff. okay. I thought you meant after. Okay. Oh no, no, no. And then I was like, man, this movie. Besides that scene, I feel like this movie is good because I'd never seen it. And and if, omitting that scene, if they could just, if there was a reshoot to where she just got maybe her top ripped off and then she got eaten by the worm, that mm -hmm. would be this movie would be fantastic. Like I love this movie except for this scene. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's this problem. was uh, legitimately could have been up there for one of my favorite horror movies because I really like monsters, but that that destroys it. It knocks it, it, it really down. Does. Yep. Yep. Um, and uh, so it doesn't make sense. And it makes even less sense that she comes back at all. Um, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the other factoid of this was how heavy that thing was. I guess it weighed about two tons. And the it floor was made was supposed of steel. Yeah, the floor was supposed to support it of the set that they built, but it did not. And, like, one of the wheels that the thing was on fell mm -hmm. through the floor. And I guess someone on set just yells, roll! And she rolls out of the way, naked probably. And this thing yeah. just comes bashing down. So she could yeah. have died. So yeah. she probably, she if I was her, I would have been crazy like... crazy she was like, I she got right back underneath her. Right yeah. underneath it. I, I, I wonder if maybe she was like, uh, add another zero yeah. at the end of the paycheck yeah. and then i'll go back under there yeah you know yeah oh james cameron was fucking 
pissed. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he was um, like it was like because apparently like James Cameron is notorious for being like a hard ass when he's on set because he's like this. He's a very hard worker. He's like the first one, especially back then. He was the first one on set and the last one on set at the end of the day. And he was just like a kind of a workaholic, too. So like to have James Cameron yelling at you because you didn't make sure the floor was two ton, you know, prepared. Yeah. And yeah, she kind of, yeah, she was just like, yeah, let's get right back underneath it. We'll do, we'll try it again. Let's do it. Yeah. And I was, I'd be like, fuck that. I'm out. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so it, it was, um, but I guess I felt better after the good bad flicks that the director did not want to film that scene, that mm-hmm. it was the executives that were like, let's get that in there. Gotta be so in it's there. Like, wow. Yeah, that, it's that gotta be in there. The industry. And because I do understand from a psychological standpoint, that sex sells uh it's yep. the same reason i enjoyed high school of the dead the anime the first time i saw it because i was single yep. at the time but yep. when stuff like that's going it activates chemicals in your brain that get you more excited to see whatever else is going on so the acting can be as horrible as you want it to uh and but if there's a boob or something then it's more entertaining and you feel like you're being more entertained so that's why this happens yep. in horror because they're triggering everything to the extreme as well so yep well, the rest of the crew, I, I don't think I'm forgetting something here, but the rest of the crew comes back because they're looking like, where did she go? Where did Demia go? Where's Q-Hod? And they find her, and they're like, immediately Balon torches her. And I'm just like, okay, yeah. we're just not even going to worry about it? Like, don't you're not going to check for a pulse? You're yeah, not going to check for a pulse? Okay. Nothing. She's naked, must be dead. Dead. Um, naked means bad, so... <laughs> yeah, what I had written down here for some reason... Cap. Oh, okay. That's that's in the next scene. I'm sorry, I confused myself. Yeah, the next. next scene is like I got a question for this in next scene. Yeah, okay. Now we're back in the so, ship. Yes. Uh, actually, no. I think sp- actually we skipped ahead, or we skipped, we hopped around because, uh, yeah, the rape worm happens, happens, and then we go back to the ship because they didn't find her body yet. Because right, right after that, it's a cut to the ship to like yeah. drastically change the mood where we're literally in the room where they talk to mother in Alien. So just they, yeah. <laughs> gave up not trying it's an homage you know that kind of thing no well we get the captain you see the captain's going a little loony uh yeah. captain's not doing well first of all we see uh rangers looking for the captain again yet again right. and then core is being really shifty he's like in the shadows and everything now he's like and he can't he, open his eyes all the way because he's like Ugh. yeah yeah so that's just how the actor was ray ray walston yeah uh but he he knocks ranger out and then he goes and finds the captain in because they feel like they're like, what is that? Was that one of the Falco was the Falcon punch cannons? Is that what it was? Yeah. Was that the big red one? What was that? <laughs> I don't know. They were just like, you're not supposed to shoot those guns or those weapons planet side. So mm-hmm. they find the captain and she's like, she sees something from her past or something like it that. It looks on like the a big radar. old cephalopod or something. I'm not really sure they, if it's supposed to have a shape. Movie's real big on bugs and shit in this movie, so maybe it was like that was the massacre where they were massacred by like an alien race or something like that. Yeah, uh, I get Starship Troopers vibes a little bit off of what she yeah. was seeing in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Core is trying to like basically talk her down. I don't know if this was true or if he was just trying to talk her and calm her down. But he was saying he was on the Hesperus ship as well, and she saved his life. Uh, I'm not sure. I I don't I don't know. Well, it. Mm. Actually, it could have been that he, the master, was on the uh-huh. ship with her. 
and it jumped Maybe. bodies somehow. But I don't I know. Whatever Spoilers, it was, poor is the master. So. <laughs> yeah, whatever it was, he was saying it to give her that extra nudge over the edge. It wasn't to help her. Oh, so it was doing the opposite. Okay, and that's oh, exactly yeah, no, what it you does. Didn't, you didn't get that? I thought that was established. Like, that he, he was saying that to push her a little further into insanity. I didn't think he was saying that to actually help her. The first time viewing this, I thought he was trying to help her for a second, and I thought he was a But now, guy. knowing the ending, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But then she's just like, she's... He says the 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 radar doesn't lie, and she looks up and the thing's not there anymore. Right. But then she looks back and it is there. So she just takes this fucking bazooka and she's like, "I'm gonna go take handle this myself." Yeah. And she runs to like an airlock. I'm gonna go and punch they, this alien in the dick. Yeah, and then Ranger so she, she Ranger shows up and starts clicking through the cameras, and you just see her at an airlock door, and she like explodes in fire and i still don't know what the fuck happened i don't either i really did don't shoot at the door did she depressurize space. yeah no it doesn't no they didn't depressurize because they said yeah this planet looks like shit but you can breathe out there or something like that you know i don't know i it don't know what happened that's that's plot hole number whatever we're up to yeah now. what are we up to but there's yeah. that's uh death number what is that five is that six that's i don't five. know that's number that's five. number five yeah, because we had uh, Koss, we had Koss, we had Old Man Commander, we had Q-Log, we had uh, <laughs> uh, Demetrius, and now we have the, the captain. Uh, I guess if you're counting the, I guess we won't count the first one that we saw, so. Oh, no, he's not part of the crew, so we're up to five. Yeah. Maybe that's where I got my numbers mixed up, yeah. Uh, but then we cut back, and the rest of the crew finds... But the, uh, but- this was the scene, Robert England's running, and this is where you get to kind of get a better shot or a better look at all the uh, McDonald's, the Big Mac containers oh, yeah. and stuff. Oh, the ship. spray painted. It's just lining the ship's walls, which I, I I, would not have given that a second thought had I not known going into nope. this that those were McDonald's um, to-go the boxes. Styrofoam, yeah, I would never have thought of that, so... so. Uh, but yeah, it. you're just like, okay, Captain's dead now, sure. So, oh, I thought this was your favorite death because you didn't you say that or something? No, oh, okay. uh, spoilers. Aluma's death is my favorite one, the claustrophobia oh, girl. Okay, I thought. Okay, I don't know anyone's names. I don't care. This one's the... funnier when you see the corpse. Which, by the way, when Ranger runs down there and he opens the door, there's this Kentucky Fried looking face of the captain that yeah. comes out that has it's just a skeleton with a little bit of meat on it, and it yeah. is great i absolutely love it it's so good yeah very much kentucky fried captain yeah movie has tons of practical effects and you know that i love those scotty like i'm a huge practical effects guy yep so well then we cut back to the crew now we're back to the crew who finds naked tech chief and torches her body because that's how we deal with problems in the future sure whatever and uh then the next scene confused me because they're suddenly in the kitchen talking together and debating going back and i don't know it didn't nothing i don't know this was another scene where the uh aluma's character's like well we know everyone else is probably dead let's get the hell out of here and then cabron's like well we can't because of the tractor beam that sucked us down duh right, so yeah, that's true and they're like we got to go back into the pyramid and figure out what the fuck's going on so we can get off the planet and then we get another claustrophobia scare this time ranger and core with them so the whole crew there's no more there's no two uh, groups anymore it's all in one group why are you laughing at me <laughs> claustrophobia you almost said colostopy bag i did not <laughs> he said claustrophobia it's ah, fine. She's back in town uh, <laughs> my claustrophobia is acting up. <laughs> yeah uh, uh, 
but they go in there and then they get to like very we start seeing really hardcore even more like giger-esque stuff like yeah, another we're in, wind tunnel and stuff you got a butthole wind tunnel which we get another fucking i'm afraid of small spaces situation and then and, like as dumb as this was the one of the better things i don't know if they planned this or if it was like improv but he kisses her and turns her backpack's lights on after comforting her i love so that stupid, it's so good but yeah. yeah as soon as he kisses her the lights come on you're like <laughs> no we get a good line here she goes aren't you scared or aren't you afraid and he goes i'm too scared and i was just too like what yeah too scared to be and i was like okay i like whatever that. john wayne bullshit yeah let's just get yeah. going I wrote a note here, by the way. This is why this scene is why you don't stop halfway on a water slide. Cause Yeah. So Aluma's character finally goes down to the wind butthole, but like halfway through she loses her pack and she just stops in the middle of the slide. And she's only the second person that went down the slide. And my and my wife Hallie goes, She's gonna run someone's gonna run into her. And then like two right. seconds later, boom, someone runs into her. And I'm just like, this is I get what they're trying to do, but it's comical is what it comes off as. Yeah, 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 big time. Um, and then I actually wrote a timestamp here. Um, granted, this is based on, uh, what did I watch this on? Tubi, I think. Um, 5340, the awesome slanted scenery that you see from the side because it's the bridge going across yeah. and you see a slanted mm -hmm. wall and where they came in from. It looks it's very so good. Cool. Yeah. I love it. Uh, and then we get the, the next death happens and I don't care about it. So, <laughs> and I also don't understand that. Like, was his was his fear separation anxiety? Like, was he he didn't like things in the shadows? We don't really know what he's afraid of because he tried to act so tough all the time. Yeah, this was Balon. By Balon gets killed next, not by the by the cockroach monster. monster though. Yeah, it's. I think it's listed as shadow monster. Is what it's oh, really? uh, listed as. Yeah. Well, they and, put it uh, in the shadows because it looks so much like a xenomorph, probably. But, well, yeah, uh, because this is supposed to be an alien ripoff movie. So, <laughs> yeah, no, but it, I, I like I liked this was one of the better deaths just because all you see were the claws following him with each footstep on the on the bridge yeah. that they're on underneath the yeah. sky bridge or whatever the hell this thing is. Um, but, yeah, it was one of the dumbest, though, too. Like it, it I say it was one of the dumbest because it was one of the most easily avoided deaths or could have been all you needed yeah, to do was be closer to the group. Like, I don't but, think that thing would have picked him off if he was right next to somebody. No, but it was a character we didn't like, so it doesn't matter. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. But you get a cool scene where the monster, like, rips his guts out, which they actually use, like, real animal intestines yeah. to, like, show that. And then you see this little doll just fall off the side because of off the sky bridge. And no uh, I believe motion, just like, yeah, I believe it's been uh, if it's been confirmed that they just took a G.I. Joe doll and filmed it at 300 frames per second fuck it <laughs> that's what it was i mean that's fuck what that you gotta bitch. do to save money so uh but now that, that death number... i was like okay i'm fine with that death so now we're down to oh, that four. was number six so I, yeah i have a note here lamest but the coolest looking monster of the movie squeeze and fall. yes that's what it is so we have core we have ranger we have uh luma and we have cabron left i believe yes and so so everybody's going through the pyramid. Ranger has expressed multiple times he doesn't trust Core. Um, he's getting very like I get very racist tones from this, where he's just like you can't wild. trust a cook and all this other oh, stuff. I was like, what yeah, dude? What cook's done? So a, a cook in his book. Um, <laughs> there. So I I think we're here now, but 
Um, I, I took Kindly a note Lord. of this in all caps when, uh, when Ranger pitches his psychotic fit, uh, he aims his gun at both, um, Aluma and the captain or not the captain. Cabrin. Cabrin. They that's, I think that's what confused me so much about his name is I kept seeing him as a captain finger and finger figure. I kept seeing him as a captain <laughs> figure and they kept saying Cabrin, but I, it, to me, it sounded like captain at some point, yes. I don't know, whatever. But anyway, so hunk, hunk, you can just call him hunk. Yeah. So, um, but Ranger points his gun at him and at Joni and back at the other guy. And then, uh, <laughs> then Cabrin just puts his hands on his shoulder to calm him down. I really liked that. So what Ranger was doing was he, apparently Ranger and Cabrin were at the same Academy together. And somehow Cabrin, all these people were connected with each other. So they had a little yeah. bit of background, which I think is why the master picked them. Cause they had just enough yeah. history and drama to drive yep. each other insane. But Ranger was always kind of like a follower underneath Cabrin because Cabrin was always like the hunk and he was really good at the Academy guess, and all that. Yeah. So he has like a mental breakdown, but I really, really, really like how Cabrin walks up and comforts him instead of in a normal movie nowadays would have been just like, yeah, fuck you. And just would like walked off or something like that. I really Maybe. like that it, in Cabrin's character. It showed that he wasn't just a hunk asshole like he did care. No, and, there were there were plenty of times where he turned the other cheek, and that, and you don't see that as much because it's cooler to be the dickhead in movies anymore. Yeah, so I really uh, like that about it. So he well, has his breakdown and all that. So. I was watching this on Tubi that has commercials periodically. So what uh -oh. happened for me was, oh, no. uh, he aims the gun. He aims the gun again. He comes over, comforts him, just putting his hand on his shoulder, and he looks up and he says like, "Okay." And then it cuts to a Pepsi getting opened up, like. <laughs> Like, it's time to hang out with our buddies. And I was like, boy, I wish I could record the screen right now. That's awesome. You had the better experience then. Yeah. <laughs> like, the only thing that would have made that better was if it was a beer instead of a Pepsi. Just like, yeah. cracking one open I with the it. boys after almost kicking it. each other's asses. Oh, can we man. talk about Can we talk about Robert England when he is giving that speech? He is oh, the very, very down. good. He is, yeah. It's very convincing. It's so convincing. You're like, I feel that this guy is just like so frustrated. But mm -hmm. it's it sets it but up it so actually, well too. But his character, but he's actually that's actually built up for him because he's had these intermittent scenes where he's yes. kind of getting pissed at things gradually. And yep. he says as much with his speech and with his lines as Core does by not saying anything throughout these. Exactly. So they're like the two strongest people in this movie. Well, the thing with the Ranger's character is, too, that it all that sets up for what's, you know, basically they go into this triangle door, which they all walk through the same thing, but they all end up in different places. Yeah. So I think it's like the final showdown with their fears. It's what it's supposed to be. Pretty much like it's the last resort of the pyramid because it hasn't been able to pick them off. So it's like, well, this is going to be how I separate them. Yeah. Which has happened and before in other things. I can't. I mean, it, it's a, it's essentially the 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 fun house. Bermuda. Yeah. Yeah, or it's the I saw it as the Bermuda Triangle. Like, okay, they walked in and they all went to different places. And Robert England faces his fear, which is himself. Right. So I like that they it it looked so the way they did that was they have obviously they have two full shots of Robert mm -hmm. England and evil Robert England looking at, at each other. Right. And they did it really well. Like it didn't look really like schlocky or anything like that. Like it looked really good. No. And I, well, and even if it didn't, what, what distracted you from that was his exaggerated acting for his bad self. 
I got very you see a little bit of Freddy Krueger in it. Mm-hmm. You see a little bit of it. You're just like, oh, okay, just the, I don't like think the body this. I don't, <laughs> excuse me. I don't think we preface this by saying that this is before he was ever in Freddy Krueger movies. It was three years before Nightmare on Elm Street one. Yeah. So so, but it's cool very stuff. good. Like he he, Robert England, unfortunately, like I've said before, just even when he's young, he looks old, very much like Lance yeah. Hendrickson. Yeah. Like they just look old. They're just old looking people. But uh, no. So he what's funny is he actually overcomes it. He is the only one besides, I would say, Cabrin, but he is the only one that defeats his fear in the movie. Scotty is losing his shit right now. <laughs> what the fuck? So, yeah, I have in my notes, Robert England fights himself and survives, and then in all caps, so why isn't he the master? <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, technically, Cabron overcomes his fear, too. Of but what? then, like, well, his fear was losing a Luma. Uh, whatever. And he ultimately, and the, well, okay, anyway, right, cool. we, we cut, we, so Robert England. here. Yes, Robert England defeats himself, and one of the lines he says is because he shoots himself, and yeah. it's just blood coming out. But like, I guess he walks around this wall, and like, I guess the, his evil twin is out of sight, out of mind, like a baby. Like, you no I longer exist if I don't yeah, see that you. Didn't, that didn't really make sense for the fear monger, the enemy. The I don't know of this. Like, was just like, oh, uh, yeah, lost our Wi-Fi signal. We can't find you. <laughs> But Ranger's just like, oh, all blood, no guts, because that's what he was. He's like, no, you know, he didn't have any guts and all that stuff. So he mm-hmm. overcame himself. Once he says that, he goes, I'm fighting myself. His evil twin disappears. And you're like, yeah. oh, shit. Then we cut to Aluma. Aluma, yeah. Aluma and Cabrin kind of see each other through a wall, so they're trying to get to each other. Right. And Aluma mm-hmm. finally has to face her fear of a closed, enclosed area which I don't know why she did, because right after she goes into that another whistling butthole, Cabrin shows up like two seconds after she gets killed. Right. She could have just sat there and done nothing, or maybe that was the master allowing him to find her. I don't know. But we get what I think is one of the coolest deaths in the movie is she starts, she's going through this like small little like cylinder area. I guess she's crawling and she's up just, at her something. Yeah. Something. That's she's got her way. turtle backpack with her. Yeah. Uh, but she starts getting wrapped in wires and you're like, oh, shit, she's going to like have a heart attack or something. No, the wires are wrapping her so hard. You The the scene that one little scene that got me was when the wire wrapped around her leg and it snapped her shin in half. And I was like, oh, like, yeah, I, I don't like I've never. Stuff. I don't like. The, yeah, there's a, there's a there's a scene in the descent where that happens and you see bone. And I'm like, yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I could have done without that. It's the same in uh, from beyond with Barbara Crampton. She like her whole kneecap just comes out and you're like, oh, OK, I didn't mm-hmm. need to see that. Awesome. Yeah, but uh, she starts getting wrapped up. She's crying for Cabrin, and then the other part where it snaps her back, and you're like, "Oh, okay." And then you get this another wire goes around her face, and you get a really good head explosion. That's yeah, that's the best part of the movie. It was very good. Which, by the way, I think they filled that with like beef stew, like the head, and just made it explode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which I'm just like, okay, I'm I'm a sucker. That's not how any part of the human body works, but it did for her. No, it would have just like cut through and that like that's what yeah. would have happened. That would have. Mm-hmm. But no, it's great. It's not it's not like scanners level or Dawn of the Dead level of oh, it's kind of Dawn of the Dead level head explosion, I would yeah. say. Mm-hmm. So uh, but no, I really liked it. 
because I just didn't like her character was just kind of annoying. Like she's also she was her character was very good about having freaked out faces because she this actress has yeah. very large eyes. Right, right, right. And, and it's perfect. No, I mean, for her she character. was she was a plot device throughout the whole thing, really, because she her psi energy got them around kind of the first half yeah. of it and everything. So but that. Well, like, I mean, she gets killed off when her character is no longer relevant. So. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's what happens. But so now we're down to we don't know where core is seven. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying Uh, to find core. And I have here another time stamp at one hour, eight minutes, 16 seconds. Cool entrance set piece where they're uh, that that entrance set piece to the stairway up to core because that's they're trying to find even a stairway. Then it's just like you just see that platform up there or something. Oh, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. I loved it. Uh, But Ranger's character tells Cabrin. Uh, or yeah, Ranger tells Cabrin, Hey, it's our fears. Like we just have to defeat our fears. And she, yeah. and I think he said that he said he, my own fear attacked me. Yeah. Which was himself. And then the right. like, Cabrin says, I, I realized that when I saw a Luma, because mm-hmm. I guess that was his fear was losing her. So anyway, core shows up and then for no reason, I don't know why Ranger just says, is that core? And that's the last line we hear because Cabron goes after core. And then the movie forgets about Robert England's character. No, 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 no. That's not the last line. The, well, it, um, you're jumping around a little bit and I understand why Sorry. this is all stupid. Uh, yes. Cause they, um, yeah. One of them say, says no horror here. We don't create ourselves. Uh, and, he says, damn you, core. Like, that's yeah. going to do something, but whatever. Damn but I guess you, at that core. point, he didn't see the stairs, so he didn't know he would be able to get up to him. But as he's walking up the stairs, Robert England's character says to him, you watch out for him. No shit, dude. At this <laughs> point. <laughs> but that's it. That's what sucks. That's, is- that's like him literally saying, like, don't fall off those stairs now. You know, like, watch your step. No crap, dude. I know we both conquered our fears. I conquered my fear before you, but you can go ahead. Like, I don't get it. No, I don't I get don't it. either, because he was much more evolved. He had actual progression as a character, Robert England's character. But this he other wasn't guy the hunk. did not. This other guy... As it, as with most things that I've noticed, like the main character, the guy that's supposed to be the everyman, is the yeah. most boring character. So Cabrin yeah. is the most boring character. Yep. Because, yeah. So, and then we get to the final boss room, as I yes. called it. <laughs> the boss rush room, you mean? Yeah, I guess so. Because Cabrin, so spoilers, Exposition I already said it. Exposition dump. Totally. Core is the master, and it is revealed that the master set all of this into motion to find a new master vessel. I don't know. This is where the <laughs> mo- this is like after this is literally this scene is where the movie just fucking declines for me. Like it starts to suck. Well, Other they than only the- got eight minutes left and they got to wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> I guess, but it's just like exposition dump. It's incredibly anticlimactic in my, well, not, not this scene. I'm jumping ahead. Um, but it's kind of cool that he said the master says the pyramid is a toy created by an alien race to challenge children essentially to fight to their overcome fears. their fears yeah yeah which is a cool idea but also horrible and incredibly morbid um but the so we get the bridge alien uh the rape worm gross tentacles and the backpack bug uh, and then a few unnecessary flips and laser blasts, and we're good to go. Is pretty much that the scene. That was great. 
when he flipped over the grape worm, I was like, yeah, that's awesome. I didn't what? sure. Yeah. And then the crew uh, members then, attack him, or their their corpses or, or ghosts. The crew members I would, win. I would say, yeah, for a second, like I would say, I, I would say that they're ghosts rather than corpses or zombies. I guess I don't know. It was really. just another excuse to be able to get some nudity in the movie because. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, uh, Demia's character comes back and she's topless and all. Right. All that you get um, Q-Hod with one arm and just wanna, the thing sticking in his chest. <laughs> oh yeah. I want to say though that another like another there. As good as this movie is, there are definitely parts like the camera zoom in with for the captain that yes. just totally take you out because they're so bad. They I have love not them. aged well. And one is this camera angle where he's down on the ground and the entire crew is just like looking at him. Yeah. Like I'll that whole moving. thing. Like and I was yeah. like, oh my God, my fucking band that I was in even used that shot in a music video because we knew yep. it was so stupid. Like yep. that's how I don't know. I'm sure there's a word or a term for that, but yeah, when that when that was happening, I was just like, "Oh my god, this is so dumb!" Just wrap it up, please. I love it. Yeah, uh, kind of at this point, you're like, "All right, we get it. Let's wrap it up." So he has he wakes up, he like he passes out because he gets knocked out, but then he wakes up and it's just uh, Aluma there, and Aluma has this crazy good arm strength and that crazy face. Like her eyes are. Thank God this actress had such large eyes because it makes her character look even crazier here. Right and. Abram overcomes like he knows that that's not her because like he rips yeah. off like part of the skin and it's not her. So he kills it yeah. and he basically wins. He's like, OK, I beat your game. I don't want to be that like the master tells him that you are the new master. And he's like, I'll never do what you did. He goes, I won't run the world how you're supposed to. He goes, choosing that is also an abuse of your master power. So you're being the master, even if you don't want to be the master. And Cabron's like, fuck you, and kills him. <laughs> With stomach lasers or something. Yeah, shoots him first, and he's like, ah! It and he, like, goes most, over. It is so anticlimactic compared to everything that's happened. Yes, And, and he it says, is. you cannot kill the power that is the master. Um, and then he shoots and tries to torch him, and he's a silhouette of stars? <laughs> Star man. Sure. And, yeah, and then, and then it, I, these are my notes. Red shiny face, pyramid glows, <laughs> credits roll. That's it? That's, that's it. That is exactly what, when we watched it the first time, we said, what? What about Robert England's character? <laughs> that was the yeah. first thing we yelled out. Because <laughs> yeah. the master says, like, you're the only one that survived the game. And I was like, no, he's not. <laughs> yeah. There should unless... be two masters. They must fight. <laughs> unless, like, the only thing, and I literally thought of this right now. Unless it's a thing where um, the captain was the only survivor and the master was the only survivor. So is that the, what's happening again? It's just going to repeat that Robert England is the only survivor and then Corbin, Cabron, Cap, Cabron, Hunkman is the oh, only shit. other survivor? Oh, shit. I didn't even think of that. Oh, don't give it that much credit. I'm just theorizing No, here. that makes sense. No, that doesn't make sense because that just means Ranger would have to answer to the new master, which I guess he doesn't know who the new master is. So he's like, I'm the only survivor because Cabron's body is nowhere to be found. But then that also loops back to the very first or second scene where they're playing Space Scrabble and the dude's talking to the master who knows. He, yeah, he knows that's the master, but he doesn't know who the master is. But the witch lady is there, too. And then so it's like, does that mean that's going to all repeat again? And like, what's the point of anything with this master position? 
I don't know. Like, it doesn't even give a good ending to where he's going to break the cycle. It just kind of yeah. says, like, no. I don't want to break the cycle, but there's a reasoning on how you can't break the cycle because our society will crumble. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yes, as always. Yep, that's how it goes. You're just like, what the f-? And then it just ends, and then the credits are just over the pyramid. It's just wind howling, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, not, like, even, uh, not even music for anything. No, uh, nothing. But that's uh, the movie. I I think I wanted a final fight with like the old man to like turn into a dragon or something. I wanted a battle. There was no battle. Yeah, you wanted the alien versus Ripley is what yeah. you wanted. Mm-hmm. You wanted the uh, the mech arm or the mech suit something. versus the alien queen. Yeah, the power loader. Anything. Look, the ending of Aliens. I'm glad he didn't adapt the ending of this movie for Aliens because Aliens is much better. <laughs> no, this one this one was too far up its own ass at the end. So yeah. That's the thing is it's such a good movie and then you're like okay rape worm and the ending you're like what okay yeah it was almost like how games are developed anymore with the final boss kind of being the worst part of the game because at that point that's ob- clearly the last thing the developers made and they're yeah. so burnt out that they're just like I don't fucking know turn it into a giant volcano with arms yeah that's it well all I can say is this this episode's officially longer than the movie was. So it is. Yeah. <laughs> that movie only hit the what was it? The hour or something. 121 so barely 2 hours. Yeah. So uh I don't know. I look, I besides the, those two things, I still think it's a very solid movie. I still very much like it. It's the um, matte painting, the yeah. couple characters that have the good acting. Uh, some of the world building, even though they don't build a whole lot, but you do pick up on some of it. Uh, no, I think I I need to own this movie now, and I, I do really enjoy it. it Robert England, if you want to see something, you want to see Robert England in something that isn't Freddy, this is really, really good to watch for Robert England. Yeah, definitely. Um, Bill Paxton's also in it. Uh, he yes. He's the set dresser, which I thought was cool. Yeah, he started off as, like, set construction back then. And actually, is like, up until his death, he was very close friends with James Cameron. So, which is great, because I love... I, I just recently watched Near Dark, and uh, Bill Paxton's... The movie's a little rough, but Bill Paxton and Lance Hendrickson's uh, performance in them are primo. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, that... That's Galaxy of Terror, or also AKA Quest, AKA Planet of Horrors. <laughs> Something, yeah. It got an Horror X rating Wars. twice, and then back to an R rating. Uh, it got an X rating because of sound design. Yeah, which is also horrible in this. Like you hear fucking Nickelodeon gack noises with those leaps. That's worms. the thing. So I put sound design down because the goofy ones are hilarious. But then there's some like with Aluma's death, the bone crunching and stuff like that. You're just Ugh. like. That's yeah. rough, and I'm really interested. Like, I don't want to see the X-rated version because of the rape worm scene. Right. I wanted to hear it because of the sound design. So that's unfortunate that that will probably that's never going to yeah. be available to us. That yeah, and, and the uh, good bad flicks does a real good breakdown of this movie. That's what we're referring to a lot with the factoids. Um, but they yes. mentioned that back in the day when things were left on the cutting room floor, they were straight up destroyed at that point. So yeah whatever uh you can get you can get a nice uh special edition i believe shop factory came out with it probably um, okay <laughs> i'm not sure i didn't look too far into it no i'm pretty sure i'll look it up but i'm pretty shop sure factory. uh you've got some group notes here should we go through these if we didn't already 
I think sure, we did, let's do that. Actually, I think we pretty I think much we did. Went through all of them. Why did Some Captain Trantor just burst into flames? Yeah. Yeah. Ranger just isn't in the ending. Uh, why, uh, do they torch, why do they torch every body they find? Yep. Uh, never stop halfway through a water slide. Good tip. Oh, so that's the thing. The last one. So when, when we were first watching it, I'm not trying to advocate the rape worm scene or anything, but when Cabrin uh, is fighting the rape worm again, he gets tangled up in the little arms that it has. And I yelled okay. out when we were watching it the first time, I yelled out, rape worm knows no gender. And Hallie goes, shut the hell up. Oh my God. <laughs> I was just, I had to put that down because I'm just like, no, we don't need another scene. We already had the one bad one. Oh, so. no, he's yeah. Nobody wants to see a naked dude in the 80s. Only no. only the chicks. Uh, I did want to run through some of the factoids real quick. We did hit a lot of them. But uh, one of the things I wanted to say was a lot of the stuff that James Cameron brought into the movie was from his original short that he worked on called Xenogenesis. Uh, the reason I bring that up is that's a really good name, so that's why I wanted to talk about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of information. If you want to know more information about uh, the, what did they call it? What was it? I don't even want to, I forget what the name of the actual prop was, but there's a lot of information that you can go and find about the rape worm scene if you want to find more about it. that. Yeah. So, um, so also, I wanted to point out, uh, I'm sure some people listening to this are fans of X-Files, uh, there was an episode called X Cops where it was filmed like an episode of Cops, um, which was okay. super big in the nineties uh, yes. when X Files was on and everything. Um, the twelfth same episode, station, yeah, yeah. The twelfth episode is called X Cops and it's filmed like that. And they're going through these neighborhoods trying to find this thing that's killing or disturbing or just harassing people, but they can't get an accurate description of them. And I remember one of them says like it was like a swarm of bees or something like that. But it's actually um, the what is the creature called now? Um, This was when it had like a monster of the week kind of idea to it. And it was a different thing every week. They didn't really have connecting plots yet. And I can't find the name of the thing now because um, Mulder called it what it actually was. But it's a creature that um, essentially is your fear. So yeah. that's it's the embodiment of your fear, which is exactly what this movie was. So that it reminded me of that. I thought it was really cool. Um, okay. Oh, Wasp Man. I'm trying to find the name of the creature now. But no, <laughs> Wasp Man. The, that was the episode 12. Oh, season 7, episode 12. Yeah, I didn't think it was just straight up 12th episode. Uh, well, some while you're looking that up, a little funny, interesting, since we talked, or a little funny, interesting, uh, some interesting trivia is that 20th Century Fox originally said, so Brandywine Productions was a company that worked on Alien with 20th Century Fox. Uh, Alien made a butt ton of money off of like the $4 million or the $7 million budget it was on, but Fox reported that it was a loss. So that way they didn't have to pay Brandywine Studios. Hmm. And uh, what's funny is, obviously, Brandywine sued them because they needed to. Uh, also, Fox wouldn't recommend uh, or Fox wouldn't greenlight a sequel. So that's also why Brandywine sued them. And then Fox came up with like, OK, you guys, we greenlit it. You guys can do a sequel, but you're not going to get any money from the first Alien movie. And then Aliens turned into like... All because of that, like all these sequence of events had to happen. Like 
uh, Battle for the Stars, whatever the movie was called. Like, James Cameron worked on that, which eventually got him on Galaxy of Terror, which eventually got him on Terminator and all this other stuff. So it's yeah. very... I don't like James Cameron as a person, <laughs> personally, but his worth act, work ethic is insane. I mean, he's got... I don't like Titanic, and I don't like Avatar, but mm. he he directed he two of the highest-grossing movies. Yeah, so... Well, Scotty, I got to ask you, did you overall, besides the obvious, did you enjoy the movie? Uh, Yeah, but it's really got a it's got a soiled mark on it or whatever the word is. I, there's no name for this uh, actual creature. So there's probably it's a, got a little bit of taint find. on it, tainted a little bit because of that. So that's a choice of word. Yep. <laughs> Shut up. All right. Let's be some adults here. But uh, no, I like the movie. Like I said, if you've never seen the movie and you want to see a very, very solid sci-fi horror B movie, be aware that there is a rape worm scene. Maybe fast forward through it or just skip it if you don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, but I liked it. I liked the movie. I'm glad we chose it. And I, I got to buy the movie now. Hallie will never watch it again. I said, hey, I need to watch this a second time for the podcast. And she goes, have fun with that. So, mm, yeah. <laughs> but it's a very important movie that I feel like gets it's overlooked important. a lot. So it's it's not surprising, but it is surprising sometimes when people I know that are fans of this genre have not seen it or heard of it. I don't think I would have known of it without Into the Darkness or In Search of Darkness. So, yeah, I think I even I think I just happened to be looking at good, bad flicks and so, and I saw the good, bad flicks episode on. I was like, oh, Galaxy of Terror. That sounds stupid. I'll watch that. Yeah. And then I watched it and then I found out about In Search of Darkness. I was like, oh, cool. Awesome. So it opened up. I was like, yeah, all that. So uh, anyway, I think I think that's all we got to say about that. Right. Yeah. So next time up, we have Army of Darkness. Um, I think. Uh, you know, maybe it's overkill to even discuss it, but it would definitely be overkill if we discussed Evil Dead because everyone's done that. Um, yeah, one or two doesn't matter. Uh, which uh, I, I, I saw Army of Darkness Is, first out of all of these, but wasn't paying. I did too. To it. So yes, and that's probably because it was like, or I think it, it came funny. out when we were children, or like it was fresh when we were kids or something. Yeah, Whereas the other it was a newer out. movie. Yeah. Um, well, because we'll talk about that on that episode. So there yes, you go. yes, yes. So yeah, that'll be the um, that'll be the, the last alley. of our of our Spooktober stuff. Uh, I don't know what we'll do in November. We're not going to worry about that right now. So otherwise, though, do you have any closing thoughts? I guess you would definitely recommend this movie, right? You said that. Watch it at least once if you're a horror fan. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, and. Uh, if you're getting a little static, don't you touch that dial because you are right where you need to be in the static zone. Zone. See ya. Prepare yourself for the ultimate battle. Galaxy of Terror. Stranded astronauts Edward Albert and Aaron Moran battle hordes of hideous shadow demons. Encounter the razor sharp hitting glass. Brave the pit of doomed souls just to discover the only way out is death. <laughs> Galaxy of Terror. <laughs>